Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Well, I've got a, a few things to share with you uh, today, and, and I'm going to be building a story f- for you really right from Scripture. But first, I, I want to tell you a little story. I remember uh, one time, I'm going to be uh, flipping to this direction, uh, Keziah. And so I remember once when, uh, when I was candidating to be the rabbi, okay? And so it was time for me to potentially be the rabbi of Beth Hillel. And, uh, and I had been my father's assistant rabbi, an associate rabbi for a couple of years, really. But it would be soon time for me to take over as the senior rabbi at Beth Hillel. But I knew that I needed to get some additional training uh, in addition to the yeshiva and uh, the other training that I had, of course, being raised in the rabbi's home and all the other thing. But I decided to... Uh, go to Israel and uh, train under some of the senior leaders there in, in the land of Israel. And so when I went to Israel, one of the people that I wanted to mentor under and to study under uh, was Rabbi Ofer Amitai, Rabbi Ofer from uh, Jerusalem, a uh, pretty amazing Messianic leader in, in the land of Israel. Wow, something else. He's such a, he's such a soft-spoken man. And yet he was a paratrooper in the Yom Kippur War. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, he, he, he came in, he was right by the Suez Canal during that whole battle, and uh, just really remarkable. And so uh, I, I contacted Rabbi Ofer via phone, and I said, Rabbi Ofer, I, I said, I'm, I'm going to be taking over for my father, and I would, I would like to spend a good chunk of time, like uh, not just a few days, but like, you know, over a month, just spending it kind of 24-7 with you just to learn from you, to be mentored by you. Um, are you interested or open in that? That's a big kind of commitment, I know. And it was quiet, and he thought about it for a while, and he said to me, well, he's a very uh, kind uh, and sweet, soft voice. He said, well, Kevin, uh, I don't really know if I have anything for you. And I said, Ofer, I mean, listen, Ofer is legendary prayer guy. He's a legend. Uh, he knows the, the words so well. And, and uh, he leads, he's led a congregation for many years. He's very well trained. And I said, Ofer, uh, of course you have something for me. Uh, and I was just at that point starting to kind of try to sell him a little bit on why you should mention me. Of course you have stuff to give me. And, I, I, and, then, he, and then after a minute, he paused and he said, well, Kevin... I don't know if you want what I have for you. <laughs> and then I was like, ooh, 
Okay, that, that was like a, oh, okay, what? I don't exactly know what that means, but that sounds, oh, okay. And I, I, but I said, Ofer, I want whatever you have for me. And he said, well, if you wanted to spend time with me, my goal would be to help teach you how to die. And I said, oh, <laughs> sounds like fun. Ofer, sign me up. <laughs> you know, and then I, David, I went from trying to really sell him on it to thinking, oh, Lord, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> I mean, that was my honest reaction there when he told me that. And, and what exactly did he mean by that? It's very interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about what he meant by that because he was already teaching me something that was in the Word. And I want to share it with you today. I want to share with you a little bit how your life should progress spiritually. What does it look like to be a follower of Yeshua, a true follower of Yeshua? And I'll say this, it's something much more profound than most people realize it really is. It's much more encompassing. It's much more to the core. Uh, and we're going to dig deep into this today. We're going to be doing a lot of digging. I've got a lot of scripture for you. A good chunk of my message to you today is just going to be just reading you scripture. But scriptures tell the story so well that my role here today is to put the passages together to paint a picture for you, okay? So you're gonna really need to follow me uh, and tune in to me here today because we're gonna be going through the scriptures and we're gonna start off with something that's, that maybe is a little foundational, a little basic, and you might say to yourself, well, I already know this. Don't tune out because it all is going to build together. And it feels to me, it's not, but it feels to me like kind of a little bit like of a Jerry Rudkin message that just builds on itself with scripture. And, and so this is what I have for you today. You're going to really need to tune in and just see the progression of the scriptures, how they come together to teach us how to truly be a follower of Yeshua. If you want to be a follower of God, then you've come to the right service here today and how you can apply it in your life. Okay, so get ready. Here we go. We're going to start in Romans. We're going to spend a good bit of time in Romans, actually. Romans chapter 6, we're going to start with. And again, uh, the scriptures should be on your screen but I want you to tune in. Let the Lord bless you and speak to you as you follow. So just follow the progression of the, of the logic of this so that it'll better, better, you'll better understand it and be able to apply it in your life as to how to become an even stronger follower of Moshiach, of Messiah. First, we have to understand what we're called to in Messiah. If we're to understand what we're called to, we have to understand first what we're saved from. So to understand what we're called to, we have to understand what it is we're saved from. So we got to look, look back at that in order to understand what leads us into the future. Romans chapter 6 says this. This is something that you need to know in your life about sin, because everybody's sin. Romans 6.23 says this, for sin's payment is death, death. But God's gracious gift is eternal life in Messiah Yeshua our Lord. It's very important that we understand the foundational principle that the penalty for sin is death. My Jewish brother or sister, if you're watching or listening to this service, and, and maybe you've never watched a Messianic Jewish service before. Friends, everybody has sinned. All of us have sinned. Nobody is perfect. 
And it only makes sense that when you sin, there's got to be some kind of a penalty for it. I mean, doesn't that just make intuitive sense when you do sin, which is let's just call that doing bad stuff, doing stuff that you shouldn't do. There is a penalty for that from God. And that just makes some intuitive sense, if, it, if, if you will. It makes sense. And the penalty for sin, which is disobeying God, of course, is death. That's the penalty. That's the consequence. If you look it up in the, in the, in the law book, if you sin, what's the penalty? What does the judge say you have to serve? Well, the penalty for sin, we just read it in Romans 6, is death. And that's what we all deserve. Everybody who sins, which is everybody, deserves death since none of us are without sin. Sin separates us from God. God doesn't look upon sin. There's no sin in heaven. It just makes sense that God's not going to have any sin in heaven. Heaven is a perfect place. Heaven is a place that does not have the influence of Hasatan, the Satan, the, the evil one, the adversary. Okay, and so there's going to be no sin in heaven. That means that we have to get rid of the sin somehow. Somehow or another, we got to get rid of the sin because the penalty of it is death. Okay, Leviticus 17, 11, you know this. It's interesting. When I wrote this message, as I was starting to write it, I thought, wow, maybe this message is for this coming Yom Kippur. And I thought, Lord, is it for Yom Kippur? But as the message progressed, it was just too complex uh, for, 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 it was just too, too deep. And I just, the Lord just told me, no, 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 go ahead and preach it now. Leviticus 17, 11, you know this scripture. This is from the Torah, my Jewish brother and sister. What does the Torah say about how we get forgiveness of sin so that our penalty is not death for us? Here's how we get it, because the penalty is death. Leviticus 17, 11, right from the Torah. Look it up in your art scroll, uh, uh, Torah, for the life of a creature is in the blood, and I've given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your lives. It is the blood that makes atonement because of the life. It is the blood that makes atonement. To get atonement, atonement is a fancy uh, spiritual word for forgiveness. To get forgiveness, covering, atonement literally means a, uh, a covering, sort of like Yom Kippur. I just mentioned Yom Kippur, right? Day of atonement. Kippur is atonement. Day of atonement, atonement or covering. Okay, and so it is blood that covers our sin. So think about it when you sin. Any kind of sin whatsoever, it's got to be covered to be forgiven. And how is it covered? You can almost think of it as covered in this, in this red blood. It's kind of a, a gross to think about on one level, but it goes very much along with what we read in Romans chapter 6 because blood makes atonement. It makes sense. Why? Because we read in Romans 6 that death is required as a payment for sin, right? The wages of sin is death. We talked about that. So sin, uh, the, the, the penalty for sin is death. And the way to get forgiveness of sin is through blood, according to Leviticus 17. And where does blood come from? Blood comes when, when something dies, okay? So there is death. That, that's further confirmation that death is required uh, as a penalty for sin. When we sin, there's got to be death, which means there's got to be blood. Blood is the key. This is very, um, it's very, it makes sense, and it connects with the Torah very clearly. Here's where it gets even more interesting, because this is the purpose that Messiah Yeshua came to earth, 
to provide himself as a substitute for us. It's interesting. It's wonderful Yeshua came and healed so many people. It's wonderful that Yeshua came and, and told amazing parables. And it's, it's wonderful that Yeshua came and had his followers. But the purpose that Yeshua came was so that he could die. And his blood could be shed. It all makes sense if you understand the Torah. It all makes sense if you understand the scriptures. His death and shedding of blood clears our debt and covers our sin if we accept him. Some Jewish people have thought, what is this thing about, you know, that they see people, these Christians wearing this crucifix and a guy on it. Like, what in the world is that all about? That is so not Jewish. Well, it's, it certainly is in the way that it's portrayed by much of society today. But if you look at the core, this is all about Leviticus. This is all about the temple sacrifice that blood had to be shed to cover sin. And, and in this case, the temple's been destroyed. What blood do you have? What blood do you have to cover your sin? The blood we have is the blood of Messiah. This is the reason why he came. Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 6, says this. While, and it's amazing he did this while we were sinners. While we were still helpless, at the right time, Messiah died for the ungodly. For the ungodly, in other words, for the sinners. And, and, and we read here, Paul says, for rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man someone might even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. While we were still sinners, that's how much he loves you, my brother or sister. While we were still sinners in sin, he still died for you and me. Verse 19 says, For just as through the disobedience of one man, many were made sinners, that was Adam, through the disobedience of Adam, many were made sinners, right? He was the first one to sin, Adam and Eve. So also through the obedience of one man, many will be set right forever. In other words, there'll be there's forgiveness through the obedience of the one man, meaning Messiah Yeshua. We see in this that we are able to live. Mm, wait for it now, because this is, we are able to live and have eternal life because of the sacrificial death of Yeshua, the Messiah. Think about it now. Think about this. It's a pretty deep concept. Your life comes out of his sacrificial death. But my friends, this, this can't be simply what's, what's known as cheap grace, okay? That's an expression that's used. It can't be a cheap grace. God is graceful to us. And cheap grace is basically taking advantage of Yeshua's sacrifice to continue to sin. Some people try to do that. I've heard people, I was a youth director for 12 years uh, before Dara, and I, I loved working with teenagers. And sometimes teens, and, you know, and not just teens, sometimes adults would, would have this concept of, well, I've, I've accepted Yeshua in my heart, and all i got to do is just ask for forgiveness if I sin. So I'm going to go sin. I'm going to go have my fun and feed my flesh because, you know, then I'll just ask for forgiveness, and God will forgive me, and no problem. No, 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 no. No, it doesn't work that way. No, 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 don't do that. Don't even try to do that. 
Because doing this means we have a fundamental misunderstanding of what Yeshua did for us and how that action should cause a reaction within us. His action should cause a reaction within us so that we will be changed. We're, we should be different. If we really understand what he did for us, and if you understand the spiritual concept and principle, we have to be changed too. Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 1, says this. Follow me here. What shall we say then? Are, are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? May it never be. Other translations say, God forbid. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Oh, okay, hold on now. That's a deep principle. Or do you not know that all of us who were immersed into Messiah Yeshua were immersed into his death? Therefore, we were buried together with him through immersion into death in order that just as Messiah was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Whoa, that's deep. I'm telling you, Romans 6, 1 through 4, you got to be ready for that one. That's a deep one, y'all. If you're watching or listening uh, all over the world or, or locally, okay, I'm starting to understand this here. So when we follow Yeshua, you have to understand, when we follow Yeshua, we are connecting with his death, according to Scripture. If we're following Yeshua, Moshiach, we are connecting with his death. Rabbi Shaul is teaching us that to truly follow Yeshua, we must understand that there must also be a death in us. If, we're true, if you're truly, my brother or sister, going to follow Messiah Yeshua, there has to be a death in you, not a physical death. That's not what I'm talking about. This is just our mortal body here. But some kind of death, according to the word of God, that connects us to the sacrifice of Yeshua, to Yeshua's sacrifice, his sacrificial death. It says we are tied with him and immersed. It says we are immersed into his death. That is a very unusual kind of thing. Well, let's continue in Romans chapter 6, and let's uh, elucidate this a little bit more in verse 5, where it says, For if we have become joined together in the likeness of his death, there it is again, certainly we will also be joined together in his resurrection, knowing our old man, our old man, what is this, an old man? No, it's, it's not about an old man. I'll explain in a minute. Knowing our old man was crucified with him so that the sinful body might be done away with so we can no longer serve sin. For he who has died is set free from sin. Hmm, okay, wow, that's, that's, that's complicated, man, right? That's deep. Oh, it's beautiful, though. We read here that each of us who follow Yeshua, everybody, if you're following God, we have an old man or an old nature. It's not like an old man walking around on a cane. <laughs> it's an old nature. It's our old self. It's the old way we used to be. It's that, it's that sinful spiritual nature that you have before you choose to follow Yeshua. And Paul is telling us here that if we accept Messiah Yeshua's atonement, that the old nature was likewise crucified with Messiah. And therefore, we are freed from sin. 
So, so you see that if you are a follower of God, and we read about his death is so important because in that there's forgiveness of sin, but it's really even deeper than that. Why? Because we're reading here in Romans that also our own old nature should be, if we're truly following Messiah like we should, should also be crucified with him. Why? So that we might have life, that's right, and freedom from sin. And now continuing uh, in Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 12, therefore, since this old nature should be crucified, right? Therefore, do not let sin rule in your mortal body so that you obey its desires. And do not keep yielding your body parts to sin as tools of wickedness, but yield yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your body parts as tools of righteousness to God. Wow, okay. So those following Yeshua should not let sin reign in their lives. We should be dead to that. We should be dead to that, but we should be alive to God with our new nature. So something in us, if you follow God, should die. There should be a death of something that is within you if you follow God. But at the same time, although there's a death, there should be new life. There should be something different, a new life within you also. That's referred to as the new man or the new nature, right? It's the new nature that is within us that comes from God that is not sinful in orientation. That old man, that old nature tries to erupt up. It tries to rear its ugly head and tries to pull you back down into a sinful way. But what God is saying in his word is that if we have Messiah Yeshua, right, then truly that old nature should die. And with, like with Yeshua, with Yeshua on that tree, when he died, that old nature, and we just got to make sure that we keep that old nature dead. So let's back up for just a moment. Look at it again in the big picture. Yeshua died as a proxy for us. Why? Because we all deserve death, right? The wages of sin is death. The cost for atonement is blood. All of us deserved death because we sinned. But Yeshua took our place. He died as a proxy for us. But we also, even though we didn't have to physically die because he died for us, but yet, even though we don't physically die, we also, though, share in his death, Right? This is what we've been reading because his death gives us a new life that is not bound by sin. So there is that death within it. It's just of that old nature. So therefore, we have to make sure that we die to our sinful flesh, which is a contrary to the new nature that God has put in us. Now, what does that mean, though, when I say that, that we have to die? We have to die to the old man. I've said that. In, in what way exactly? Well, what, what am I talking about? What, what, is, what are we reading about here, Paul, and, and some of the others? Well, what are they talking about when they say die to the old nature, die to the flesh, that, that, that we share in Messiah's death in that way? What exactly has to die within us? What does that mean? I'm glad you asked. Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 2 says this, focus your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you have died, 
and your life is hidden with Messiah in God. Okay, so, so we're seeing here, Rabbi Shul says, you've died now, and your life is with God. Don't focus on things on the earth. In other words, the fleshly things that should not be our, our, our biggest focus is what, what's here on the earth, continuing, skipping down to verse five. Therefore, put to death what is earthly in you. And now it gives us a little bit of a list. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, for that is idolatry. Because of such things, God's wrath is coming upon the sons of disobedience. At one time, you also walked in these ways. That was the old man, right? When you used to live in these ways, but now set them all aside. And he continues with a list of bad stuff. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and foul language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. After all, you have been taken off, you have taken off the old self or the old man, the old nature, with its practices and have put on the new self that is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Whew, wow, that is deep. Wow, <laughs> beloved, listen. If you truly follow God, there should be a death in you. There should be a death in you. A death to these evil inclinations. A death to these evil inclinations that we've been reading about in the word. These things should be dying in you. They should be out of you, right? To state it a, a more practical way, these things, and you got to think in your life, and this is not an exhaustive list. If you want to see an exhaustive list, come on Yom Kippur. We'll go through the... <laughs> The vidui, okay? Uh, uh, but these things, lust, greed, anger, slander, foul language, lying. Friends, all these things should be starving to death within you. They should be starving to death. They should be dying within you. And these, these are really bad things because you see, when Yeshua died, he took your sin. So you need to examine your life to determine if these things are also dying within you. And if not, you need to ask yourself, why not? If you claim to be a follower of Messiah Yeshua, are these things dying within you? Are these things dead within you? A lot of these things are things that, that people have and experience all the time. And certainly, people whose lives are not renewed, those things aren't dead to them. This is why you see a lot of lust, impurity, immorality, greed, lying, anger, rage, malice, slander. You see it all over the place. You want to see it? Turn on the news tonight. You'll see it. Turn on the news today. You're going to see it. You're going to see all those things in one newscast. Terrible stuff. It's out there at a huge amount. See, but if you have God within you, those things got to be dying. Those things got to be dying. And if they're not dying within you, if you're still feeling them, you got to look at yourself and say, why? What am I doing or what am I not doing? See, this is very important. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, please. Continuing to paint this story. 
it's so interesting how the thread just weaves its way through the, the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 says this, with respect to your former lifestyle, you are to lay aside the old self corrupted by its deceitful desires. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. See, my friends, it takes a renewal of your mind. You have to purposely, purposely, underline that word, purposefully, lay aside the old self with its deceitful desires. You've got to be intentionally about it. Then you'll be able to put on the new self as God desires. God wants you to put on that new self. And, and, you, and this is very, you know, there's plenty of spiritual uh, principles in here and spiritual talk. But on a practical level, that means that those things that you still struggle with sinfully, you have to start putting them to death. You can't allow them to live within you any longer. This is very important. And you see, as we go back to Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, as we go back to Colossians, we'll see that this is accomplished through sharing in Yeshua's resurrection. Through sharing with Yeshua's resurrection. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in tender... Oh, here's, here's like a list of, of the new nature. Here's the new nature, the new self. Clothe yourselves in tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And patience. <laughs> Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord pardoned you, so also you must pardon others. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfect harmony. Let the shalom of Messiah rule in your hearts. To this shalom you are surely called in one body. Also be thankful. See, friends, this is the new man. This is the new nature. This is what you don't see a lot of times in the world. Sometimes you'll see it here and there, right? It's not like no one who's not a believer can't be kind or, or, or patient or, or humble. Sometimes they can, but they're doing it out of their own strength if they don't have a relationship with God. It's not that nobody can be kind, only believers can be. Of course not. No, you see a lot of times believers are showing plenty of the old nature. No, no, but, but, but the difference is they're trying to do it out of their own strength. But if you're a follower of Messiah then your old nature was crucified with him. This is part of when he went to the tree of sacrifice. He also crucified. You don't have to have that anymore. You can have, just like as he was resurrected, you can have these wonderful things of life. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiving of one another. These are beautiful things that are life-giving things, right? That's all part of the new nature that God gives us. See, that should be not something we do as the exception. That should be the rule for us 
as ma'amanim, as believers. That should be the rule for us, what we normally do. See, this is what we now have. This is what we now have when, when we died to the flesh. Honestly, in many ways, as I was thinking about this, it, this is really a little bit of a continuation, although I didn't intend it to be, an expansion of my message about being different. I gave a message about being different a month ago, right? Because as followers of Messiah, we have to be different than others. And, hello, get ready, we have to be different than we were yesterday. <laughs> you see? See, that is, that is that progressive growth that we need. We have to be different than we were yesterday. And listen, this goes just as much for you who are mature believers. we got plenty of people in the congregation who are very mature believers, been believers a long time. This message is very much for you. Oh my gosh, it's just so easy to fall into a state of complacency and to say, you know what, I think that I'm, I'm okay. I'm not a bad person. I'm, I don't hit anybody over the head with a tire iron. I'm, I hadn't robbed a bank recently. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing bad things. I'm not, I'm not looking at bad stuff I shouldn't look at on the internet. Or, I'm a good person. And so, no, oh, the Lord is good. Uh, listen, that's great. I'm glad. But, but friend, don't you have anywhere to go? Don't you have any improvement you need to make? Every day we got to cast off more of that old nature. Why? Because it creeps in when you're both least expecting it and least desiring it. Sometimes it comes out when, you, when, you, uh, when your spouse says something that just boop, hits that spot. <clears throat> I know none of you have that. I know we've got a few married couples in here. None of you ever have that, I'm sure. They don't, they, but for other people, okay, listen, you know, you, the spouse knows how to press the button. They know just where the button is. Sometimes they press that button, and it's almost like, it's almost like, uh, like it's like a robot. They press the button, suddenly, <laughs> or it might be your child, or it might be your boss, it might be a friend. Somebody gets on your last nerve. It might be another car that's driving near you. Something gets on your last nerve, and suddenly, what happens? Get ready. The old nature comes out. The old man comes out. And what comes into your head? A four-letter word that doesn't belong in your head. <laughs> or, or some anger, some, some malice. You have bad, bad thoughts, bad intentions, or maybe something comes on the screen and lust comes into your mind. Oh, where did that come from? Oh, that's that old nature trying to rear its ugly head. It's a process, my friends. The flesh has to be crucified daily. Exactly, Jack. Daily, daily. And the question, the question is not whether or not you have put to death the old nature. The question is whether or not you have put to death the old nature today, today. And even more so, have you put to death the old nature more today than yesterday? <laughs> None of us are perfect. God isn't up there thinking, well, you know, my child here, my son or daughter is going to be perfect now that they've accepted Yeshua. <laughs> no, of course not. None of us are perfect. None of us are going to be perfect. Everybody's still going to make mistakes. God knows that. 
It's not about self-condemnation. You shouldn't just go around saying, oh, I'm the worst person in the world and God must hate me. No, that, that, that's, that's not it at all. But it is true that when we sin, it should, it should jolt us into an awareness that we need to crucify our flesh. The flesh is an, another word for the old nature, the old man. That which was once within us that has truly been crucified with Messiah Yeshua, if we, L-E-T, if we let it, right? And so when that old nature rises up within you and it rises up sometimes, man, you've got to say, no, 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 no. This anger that I'm feeling has been crucified with Messiah. That is my old nature. I don't have that nature anymore. I'm sorry. Adversary, you're not going to get me with that one. I am not going to to entertain these thoughts, these lustful thoughts, or these angry thoughts, or, or these jealous thoughts, or, these, or, or this gossip, or, 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 or lying, or, or, or envy, whatever it is. I'm not going to do all that. Why? Because that, that was the old nature that was within me. It's so tempting to do. Why? Because it rises up within you, but you have to crucify it daily and make sure it is, is dead D-E-D, dead, <laughs> and stays dead, and stays dead, and every day. Let's conclude with Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, very, very important here. And this is, a, this is a deep principle here that I want you to think about, and also relates to a Messianic congregation. Absolutely love it. Uh, we were talking about that this in the new members class this past Tuesday. We've got a new members class going on right now. It's going great. We're about halfway through it. Number of people in the new members class. Galatians chapter 2 verse 19 says this. Mm. For through law, I died to law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Messiah. And it is no longer I who live, but Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by trusting in Ben Elohim, the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Ooh. See, my friends, do you hear what the scripture says? A lot of people, a lot of people misunderstand this passage. It says what? The law brings about death. The law brings death. The law being what? The, the Torah. The law brings death. Why? Why does the law? Because people say, oh, the law brings death. Oh, the law must not be any good. But, and it's a good thing we're under grace and Messiah because we don't have to, the law, that brings death. God, the grace of God brings, brings uh, life. No, 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 you don't understand why does the law bring death? Because the law is not holy? No, in fact, precisely because it is holy. Precisely because the law is holy is the reason that it brings death. Why? Because I can't keep, oh, this all is full circle. I can't keep the law perfectly. And my penalty is death. The wages of sin is death. So when it says the law brings death, it's because 
all of us can't fulfill the law, and the penalty for that is death. Therefore, the law brings death. But Yeshua came, oh boy, Yeshua came fulfilling, he's the only one who's ever done it, fulfilling the requirements of the law, fulfilling everything that the Torah said and the prophets, and provided me an atonement. And therefore, I have been crucified with Messiah. There is a death that happens in me. It is the death of the old nature, the sinful nature. And friends, the more we weigh into this, the more we are restored to the life that is in Messiah Yeshua. Oh, friends, this is a profound insight, way into it. Yeshua came to give us abundant life. The musicians sang about it, and I believe that last one of your songs today talked about giving us life abundantly. And I thought, wow, that's basically what I'm concluding with today. They didn't even know that. Way into that, Yeshua came to give us abundant life, to give us life abundantly. He gave to give us the, the, the most wonderful life that we could possibly have. But this overcoming and joyful and, and abundant life only comes about due to death. Yeshua's death which leads to the death of our sinful nature, which is damaging. That sinful nature is damaging to us. We should want it dead. Why? Because just like if you watch a, if you watch a, a superhero movie, the bad guy, you don't want him alive. You don't want him to continue to wreak havoc and kill people. You know, we don't want good things to happen to Haman. Okay, thank you. A little weak. We're getting near Purim, y'all. Come on now. Purim's the end of this month. Okay, right. We don't want good things. No, okay, what is it? Why? Because he wreaks havoc. The adversary wreaks havoc on your life. He, it means terrible things will happen to your life. So we want that stuff dead. By death to the flesh, by death to the flesh, we are renewed to life. So my friends, when Rabbi Ofer told me that he would help me understand how I needed to die, he was speaking of dying to my flesh. Because if I could better do this, the fruit of dying would be life. Life for me, life for my family, Life for Beth Hillel. And the same is true for you. The title of my message is Life from Death. Let's bow our heads. Oh boy. Thank you, Lord. I was excited about that message. That just ministered to me, encouraged me. And also convicted me. If you're watching or listening to this message anywhere, and you say to yourself, wow, I have not, I've got a lot of the old nature still in me. i got a lot of the old man. i got a lot of the old nature. That flesh is still rising up in me all too often. 
Because I see it, and I, and, and, and I don't always have control or take control over that lethargy, um, anger, pride, jealousy, rage, uh, sexual immorality, lust. Whatever it is, a lot of people anger. Whatever it is that, that, that tends to, to rise, envy, things that can rise up within you, and you say to yourself as you listen to this message, oof, yes, that's, that's I'm ha I have a tough time sometimes and I, it rises up in me, that old nature. Oh, you need to realize and you need to learn how to die. You need to learn how to die. Die to yourself, die to the flesh. Because life comes from death. Life comes from death. If you die you will live if you die to the flesh. I'm not talking about physically. If you die to your sinful desires, your sinful nature, you will live. You will live the best, most joyous, resurrected life that Yeshua came to provide for you. Wow, okay, so if that's you and you're watching or listening right now, I wanna pray for you, but, but you're gonna have to do something. This, this can't be just Rabbi Kevin up here praying for you. That's wonderful, I'll pray for you. But you got to actually make a change in your life because the scriptures say you got to crucify your flesh and it needs to be daily, daily. So each day you've got to become, in other words, more disciplined to not allow that old nature to rise within you, recognizing that you have authority because you share in the crucifixion, right? You share in that experience which, which allows you to have dominion over sin. It allows you to have the control through the Messiah Yeshua, Him helping you, right? To, to beat these sins that are, that are oppressing you and trying to afflict you, okay? So, so when this stuff starts to rise up within you, to, to take authority over it and say, no, 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 that's the old Kevin, or that's, of course, your own name. That's the old me. That's not the new me. The new me is Messiah. And by new me, I even mean today more than yesterday. Because if you're a believer, each day we should become more like Messiah, right? Each day we should become more like Yeshua. And so more and more that old nature should be cast away from you. You see, in a year from now, you're going to be really different. If each day you seek to crucify that old nature more and more and more. You see how that works? It really works but you've got to apply it and daily you have to apply it and you have to be conscious of it and it has to be purposeful. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for each and every person who's watching or listening right now that you will help them and take a moment to say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Say, Lord, help me, God. Help me. Help me crucify the flesh. Help me, Lord, put the, the, the sinful nature to death. God, and, and only life, life through Yeshua, the good, joyous, abundant life, as the psalmist sang, life abundantly. Yes, that's what I want, Lord. Help me to have control. Help me to have control, self-control, Lord, one of the fruits of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. I want to overcome. I want to overcome. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to be more disciplined. Thank you for teaching me. He's given you the Holy Spirit within you that will, that will convict you if you start to go astray. Listen. you got to listen to it, though. You, it's your action. You, you have the decision to make. Mm. 
If you're watching or listening, you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, but you'd like to today. You don't have a relationship with God, but you want to start one. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear God, I humbly come before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. Thank you, God. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer with us for the first time, wow, you're talking about life. You just got life from the dead right there. Eternal life. If you said that prayer for the first time, send us an email and let us know you've made the decision to follow God. We want to celebrate with you. Thank you, Lord, for this service. Thank you for Shabbat. Lord, please give us grace and mercy. <laughs> please, God, as we uh, reopen it in person next week. And uh, be with us, be with everybody who's watching or listening for them to have a wonderful time, a wonderful week. Thank you, God, for these things. We bless you for them. B'Shem Yeshua, in the name of our Messiah, Yeshua, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.